Jimmy Jimmy everybody. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's a Jump, great. It's a jumping great, right in. It's a great way to start the episode. Well, you know the show. You've been waiting for it. We've had a couple little other things we've been doing. A little Strombo, a little monster road trip. But we're back with the flagship. This is the flagship, isn't it? It's the it's the word origin histories phrases all those kooky things we say we're gonna get in there and tell you where it all comes from. That's exactly right. So my name is Ryan. This is my friend and co-host Albert. And listen, we and thank here. we thank you for for tuning in today, and we we are humbled. Yes, we're very humbled. And, and we're, s- we are all the way down with the hum on the ground. <laughs> we couldn't get more humble. <laughs> <laughs> we're digging we're actually digging beneath the ground <laughs> yeah with humility yes we are so thanks thanks for being here you know you're part of this too how so well because well, like, if you have the dubia monster we, koozie you, yeah yeah if you've got if the, you don't have the dubia monster koozie what are you doing i have you can get it, i want to know you can always get a tattoo oh wouldn't that be that's it and then you know you've made it if you yeah well i mean actually i like i would get the the monster high five tattoo. I love that oh, shit. Yeah, you can do that tomorrow. Um, Dead Moon would be a good tattoo too. Uh, Albert, what's going on with you, buddy? Well, you know, actually, I I thought I'd bring this up. By the time y'all listen to this, it mm-hmm. will be my birthday, and I will be forty. Oh, actually, which is weird. So today, today I'm thirty nine. Today, for the people that are listening, you're you've just turned forty. Right. Next Friday is the when this comes out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How does that weird? How, right. How, yeah. How does that feel? You know, the year of thirty nine has been very contemplative. You know. Oh yeah. Like it's in just, a good way. It makes or? you think. Well, some good, some bad, <laughs> a lot of bad. Mostly bad. There, mistakes have been made mm-hmm. throughout your throughout your life. Yes. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. But again, humbled deeply down <laughs> underground. Um. No, yeah, no, I've I've learned a lot, I think. You look great for your age. Sure. I don't know. I don't know, but thanks. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate um that. But anyway, yeah, so this is the uh birthday episode, I guess. Albert sounds thrilled about it too. Send checks. You're all pumped. Listen, man, this is an eighth grade graduation. You're not gonna get any checks returning forty. Oh shit. Dude, Dude, I we should you know get something though, right? So weird and pathetic is that I just so vividly remember both of my parents' fortieth birthdays. Oh my gosh! I yeah. mean, I was already cognizant of it, right? And you know, like I feel like I was eight or nine or something, you know. Right. And yeah. like there was all the over the Probably hill, older, right? Over the hill decorate. Well, my mom had me when oh, I was thirty-one. Right. That's right. Your parents, right? Yeah. So I was like probably nine, and then. um there's all like Spencer's gifts used to sell like over the hill yeah. uh, decorations, but I feel like they don't do that anymore. Old hanging balls, which old is an idiot balls. over the hill, over the hill. Yeah. You're about to be over the hill, which means that this is the down downward is spiral towards death from here. <laughs> so I wonder Although why they I, stopped using that. Using over the hill. I think people still use it, right? I don't think so. I'm just wondering if anyone's going to get one of those funny yard signs for me. <laughs> You know, lordy, lordy. Look who's 40. Albert's 40. And then the guy's going to be like, there's no grass here. How are we going to put it in? Your front yard is a cement <laughs> sidewalk. Wrote them all over. In Philly. Someone would graffiti it by, yeah. you know, by noon at least. Yep. I'd probably get a parking ticket for that or something. Definitely. Definitely, probably. One of those trash tickets. Well, happy birthday, oh, uh, thanks. I buddy. Love it. I love it so much. Um, you know, I'm, I'm right behind you in September, so... Right. I'm yeah, racing. Yeah. I've always raced towards my friends' birthdays. Well, yeah. I mean, ber- wait. I've always Figures raced of- towards my friends' ages. You've raced towards them. Yeah, like all my friends have always been a little bit older than me. I'm just right. like, ah. Yeah, and then like- by the time I turn like whatever age, I'm just like, okay, now I'm the same age as you guys. And then we're like, well, we're over that. Uh, right. So We're ready for next year. It's never felt important, <laughs> ever. And then um, not to mention that since my birthday is September 4th, Ugh. More often than not, it's like the first day of school Ugh. for my whole life. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's fucking hey, what'd you get for your birthday? Oh, I got the um, endless freedom is over, which is nice. <laughs> and uh, also it's like, you know, the teacher definitely doesn't want to have a birthday party on the first day because they're all hung over and they're like, sit down, sit down, no cake. Yeah, no one has ever said happy birthday to me on my first day of school. Right, because like, everyone's like, happy teachers are not. Yeah, teachers are not 
focused on that. Everyone's like, hey, see you next year. Like, what? <laughs> there was one year, I think it was um I think it was my last year when I was working at that school in Barcelona. But somehow the information that my birthday was June fourth got out there. No, that's wrong. And so there like everyone it was like in an email like you know the principal sent an email out and one of the things was like you know and it's ryan petrillo's birthday huh. and so like all day long people were saying <laughs> happy birthday ryan i'm like yeah it's my birth my birthday's in september <laughs> and like oh and then the, it was just weird and june then, would be a great great month because to today birthday. could be a great birthday too and i was like oh yeah yeah could be did you get any presents or no because people were finding out in the moment you know when your, they read the email birthday. who is this some sort of a, a language barrier thing? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think just some some secretary Junio. fucked up and, you know, yeah. and I had to hear about it all day. Wow. She's definitely lost her job for that one. Definitely. Definitely. Well, good riddance. Uh, we had one idiom-related top-of-the-show thing, which was, uh, you know, if you listen to our Dubia Monster episode from last uh, last week which you did because you're a super fan clearly well also thank you because you know I know that you might you know it's hard when you're used to something you know mm. if you've listened to the first 75 don't be an idiom episodes you know you it's a it's kind of like comfortable to come to it and know the structure yeah. and what's going to happen and then when there's a monster episode it's a much different sort of thing right. so for all of you who do listen to the monster episodes you know, we thank you. You're welcome. You're, you're being a little arrogant this episode. I don't know if it's because you're turning forty. Who are you, are you? Who are you looking at? You. You who? You're saying you're saying like you're being a little presumptuous. I feel. Yeah, like. I think I'm. It's like I'm sliding into that. Like, yeah, well, I've earned my keep, so <laughs> not gonna change now. <laughs> Nothing's gonna change this old dog's old new tricks. But we brought up uh, this um, guy that we met in <gasps> Gloucester, Massachusetts, George, and his. I think it was his grandmother told him some great used to use some great idioms that that he said that no one else had heard of, yeah. and one of the, one of them was hotter than the hinges, right. which I think was our favorite that he mentioned. Yeah. So and that is in reference to the hinges of the door, the the gates, gates of hell. Yeah. Hotter than the hinges on the gates of hell. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, the whole hell thing really is vibing uh, we, with we, us. We, we really like that. Yeah, that was that was that, that was felt a good, good. One. George. Hope hope you're still listening, man. What's up? How's the crow's nest? Oh, I think I think you're gonna ask him how's the crows. I'm like, does he have pet crows? How are the crows? What so, if he's like, you know what? That's a great idea. And so then all of a sudden he's walking around with crows. Oh man, if you just turn into a crow man, get me vodka, get me hot dogs, and it's like, ka right away, George. <laughs> can we have a hot dog? <laughs> no. <laughs> so this summer, hotter than the hinges. Try to get that back into the. Uh, you know the you know our our vernacular yeah. there. Bring that back. I like that one. It's fun. Uh, also, you know, did you you did you have a story or anything? Something happening on the uh, way over here? Yeah, I do have a story. So, yeah. um, last night, our good friend Chris, he was so kind to take me to a show in Asbury Park, a sold out show. Nice. Um, that of course, because he he's the guy that knows everybody, mm -hmm. and he's wheeling and dealing. He yeah. was just like, oh yeah, no problem. So it was great. We went out to Asbury Park. We saw this really great show. And, uh, you know, driving home, he didn't get home until like 1am and I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. So I was so happy to get, to make it home in one piece. Right. Today, when I was driving to work, uh, a work friend called, uh, and she wanted to tell me about this weird dream that she had. Right. Yeah. And it actually sounded really fun. We were rich and we were on this fancy train where, you know, sleeper cars and we had money and it was, it was great. While on the phone with her on the ride to school, I pass a cop and the the cop pulls me over. Oh shit, you got pulled over? And I was like I was like, I know I'm not speeding. Like, what's the deal, right? Yeah. And she comes around the side of the car and was like, So I'm pretty sure I saw you on your phone there. Um, are you gonna be honest with me and tell me the truth? And I was like, yeah, I kind of was. Now I'm I'm like hungover. It's like I only right, had like three yeah. hours sleep or whatever, and I'm yeah. thinking like maybe this will be one of those, like just just fess up, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and she comes brings me back all the stuff, and she's like, "Now listen, I'm gonna let you off with a warning today." Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, "Oh, thank God." And she's like, "Well, you're still getting a ticket." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? I know a I, warning I, with a ticket. I know, That's not a warning. I know. Now 
So she it's said, a consequence. She said, you know, just so you know, like driving, uh, driving while talking on the phone is illegal in the state of New Jersey. Yeah. She's like, but I'm giving you the weakest ticket that I can. It's it's known as creating a risk. Oh, have you ever heard of this? How much is a creating a risk ticket? Well, it's actually not terrible, but I I is also it more it's than forty. It's not on. Yeah, it's it's a little more than forty. What is it? Well, here's the thing. I'm not able to actually pay it yet because I guess it's not on the file yet. So mm. I was researching like what it normally costs. Yeah. And it's less than a hundred dollars, but like, okay, that sucks. Though. Then it sucks. But then yeah. I looked at what talking on the phone, uh, uh, costs. And that's like, that's like starts at 200. It's like, mm. it's like 200 to 600. Oh shit. Right. Um, and that, you know, which is good by the way, we should not be talking on our phones while we drive. Well, but here's the thing. It's like, I also feel like it's like you're allowed to talk on your phone if it's hands free. Mm -hmm. Uh, hands free zone but you know i had the speaker on my phone because the hands free doesn't work so good mm -hmm. and it's like what's the f difference mm -hmm. it's yeah. the same thing right like i'm still using my eye. i'm not like looking at my phone you know what it is i feel like these days it's all about don't text and drive well that's definitely dangerous. that's what i yeah. hear all about i haven't heard someone say don't talk on the phone and drive in forever it's like i, th I didn't think cops cared anymore yeah I anyway guess they do. anyway I would just like to give a shout out to Officer Clements. <laughs> she was a babe, dude. She was so, like, I was so frazzled that, like, I, and also just felt really, you know, I was like, well, she's definitely younger than me, but. I'm not sure what Well, the, I was just, what I was going to, I was hoping you were going to say is the time that we got pulled over going to Canada, me, you, and Shelly. Yeah. And then there was that one police officer that I also fell in love with. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was just thinking that I was like, I guess I have a thing for women in uniform. <laughs> I want them to whip me into shape, I guess. Well, you need to <laughs> but start. But they never like me, though. You need to start hanging out at more uh, cop bars. Cop bars. Yeah. Uh, do cop bars exist? I feel like that's just uh, that's like a, a, a late 1980s movie. I TV have a feeling show. cop bars do exist. My cousin always talks about this one place down in Atlantic City called like the Duck Something Tavern, and apparently that's a cop hangout. Yeah, the Duck Something. Yeah, but anyway, just I just wanted to say in case Officer Clements is you know uh, listening, um, you were very nice. Thanks for giving me a break and. Uh, people at work saw me get pulled over today and there was jokes of all, like everyone was joking about mm -hmm. it all day. And mm -hmm. then, you know, and now you're the most popular guy at school. And now I feel like we are like, I feel like we're destined to be together is what I think. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and then that'd be the story. This, this story would be what we tell people. Yeah. And you have it all right here recorded. Right. Um, as proof. But I also wanted to say is like, you know, something like this would really, the, 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 the non 40 Albert that would have bothered me. I'd be like, Oh my God, this is money down the drain. And it is right. Yeah. Um, but, but it's I, worth it just to meet her. I learned my lesson. I met my dream girl. Right. <laughs> and also, um, I was like, you know, something's going to work out for me today. I have a feeling because yeah. you know, Tommy long ago said that I, he called me even Stevens, which is a idiom too. Yeah. And I was like, something's going to work out. So we had our, our, we had a, like a health person that comes into school and like, mm -hmm. is like trying to get people healthy. Mm -hmm. And she was walking into school with this wheel. Hmm. And like a little wheel of fortune wheel. And I was like, Alec, what is going on there? And she's like, oh, we're doing this thing. Like you come spin the thing. We got prizes. I was like, great. So at my prep, I walked down there, spin the <laughs> wheel. And she's like, we're going to take your blood pressure. I was like, awesome. And she's like, it's low. I was like, okay, is that bad? And she's like, not too bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and did you win a prize for having low blood pressure? At the end of the day, she came down and she's like, you won. And I was like, what did I win? She's like, the water bottle. I was like, all right. Can I tell you the craziest coincidental story? Yeah. Today, I had an in-service at school. Oh, God. The last hour was all about artificial intelligence and how teachers can use it as well as students for sure. beneficial things like through websites like formative whatever mm -hmm. anyway everyone that was in the meeting and there were about like 50 of us their name was on like this this digital yeah, wheel of wheel. fortune yeah, wheel yeah, we use that she school. randomized it and my name came up oh no and what'd you win a water bottle no, shit. <laughs> it was like a Guys. silicon formative water bottle and she's like be careful it's glass i'm like okay <laughs> a glass water bottle yeah it was kind of nice okay um mine i'm not so sure how like well, when i showed plastic. it plastic no it's metal and all but like um i think it's called like simple modern or something mm. it looks like i don't know it's not a yeti well, look at us yeah. both women water bottles yeah so that's kind of weird wait when, was this today it was today 
don't you think that's weird that we both want a water bottle today? And when I'm, that's very weird. Maybe, maybe oh man, maybe fate's trying to tell me my dream girl's right in front of me. Here. <laughs> my sweet bearded dream girl. All right. But anyway, that's, um, we didn't even plan that. We didn't even tell each other that story. Look at us winning water bottles. Holy shit. Well, this makes me think that it's time to play the game to see who goes first. If you're tuning in for the first time ever on Don't Be Nidium, we play a game to see who goes first, and then we're going to share the idiom that we brought to the table today. That person's going to take a guess of the origin, and then we're going to hear some history about that. So That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So what do you got for us today? He's the game master. The game of today is... Boggle. Is that travel boggle? Travel boggle. A good friend of mine once said, all boggle should be travel boggle, and it always stuck with me because I was like, right, why would you ever need the full... Yeah, fuck thing, that. Right? All right, well, let's get to it then. I would like to say we lost the... Someone lost the timer. Okay, well, it wasn't me. Well, but I wasn't insinuating it was Ryan. Okay, it seems like you were. No, you, you, you made that about you. I was just talking about it a lot. Someone... <laughs> I feel Someone like in this room. I feel like Jake maybe somehow is responsible Robert's for this. Robert's brother. <laughs> yeah. Saying Jake like everyone knows who that is. Yeah, Jake the Snake. All right, anyway, we're going to play Boggle. Ryan's going to beat me, and then he'll go first. It took forever. It's too bad that you had to fast forward through that. That was that took, was a clash of titans. Took three games, but Albert won ten to nine. All right, Albert, what's your idiom? Well, my idiom is something that you may have heard of before. Okay. <laughs> which yeah, is do it. Um you know, Rye, I feel like sometimes yeah. people yes. might say that what we do Uh-huh. Is beyond the pale. Oh, beyond the pale. Of, yeah, I know this. You know. Yeah, beyond the um, pale. Like you guys are just beyond the pale. Right. Maybe you should stop. Um, <laughs> is that like past what can be believed? Mm. Um, I actually don't know how to actually, define this. Yeah. Actually, well, so here's the thing. When I this this did not mean what I thought it meant. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it, obviously the origin wasn't what I thought it would be, but. Uh, what it is is it's outside the bounds of acceptable behavior. Th- that's just beyond, beyond the, pale. the pale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, actually, no. I, I, in a way, believed. I think. I think you could use it that way. Like mm. that guy's acting crazy. He's yeah. beyond the pale. I can't believe how he's acting. Right. But what really it's it's like this is not acceptable. Uh, yeah. That's what, really the way that's, that you that's two really are behaving is, is, is beyond, beyond the, the pale. pale. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what might be the origin? This is a good one. Beyond the pale. Yeah, I think this one's a bit of a sleeper. So, so Ryan is at the point of the of the show now, where he's trying to get over the boggle loss, and he's trying to think of the origin of beyond the pale. Yeah, yeah you're very distracting right now. I'm trying oh, to sorry. Think. Okay, well, I'm I'm this is I'm filling gaps. No dead air on radio, you know. You want me to tell you how pale is spelled? Will that help you? It's P-A-L-E, right? Oh, you're so sure. <laughs> Mr. Sure over here. It's not P-A-I-L, right? I don't know, is it? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Is it? No. All right. <laughs> okay, I got to guess. Damn it, it's probably going to be good. I don't think it's great, but... I, I it's not it's also not fully formed in my mind. But I'm, I'm See, this gonna... is my method. That's what you want to do. Let so, the story tell itself. Oh my god, we know all about the British royalty, right? Oh my god, we're sick the of hearing Queen and her corgis. Let's go. <laughs> we're sick of hearing about it. Honestly, actually, I think the prime minister had to fire someone today because the only news that would work today was a uh, like uh, British news. And I was B- like, who BBC? is? I was like, who is this guy? Well, the prime minister is not royalty. Oh, well, you know, with a word like prime, it makes him sound I mean, he's very just a poli- he's just a politician. <laughs> the royal prime? Come on. <laughs> yeah, but Churchill, they were in. They were in together. Okay, but even Churchill was yeah, not they, royalty. They were in, though. But he had an in, that's for sure. Yeah. John Lithgow. 
<laughs> Netflix is the crown. Love it. Uh, actually, starting next week, we are going to have a sideshow pod that focuses just on analysis of uh, the crown. Yeah, maybe be the crown. Maybe the crown. Don't be an idiom. Do be a monster. Maybe the, the crown. crown. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm talking about way long ago, like early 1600s royalty. Oh, oh okay. Sure. Okay. No crowns back then. Gotcha. No, no. Uh, like, you know, the King Edward's grandson or something sure, like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, as is custom in certain Asian societies, hmm. uh, it was a sign of you know, being lower class when you were beat out in the sun, dealing with oh, yes. crops, yes, yes, you I've know, heard of that, farming, yeah. you know, so the darker your skin was, that meant that you were outside more often. Right. 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 Cause they want, they wanted to be very fair skin to, to look like they had money. Right. And even today it's very typical for, um, you know, certain communities to, you know, to use umbrellas in the sun. So parasols. Not to, parasols. I love that. I love that. You know that word. I used one yesterday, actually. Did you actually? I actually did. What the fuck? We, me and Madison got um, two parasols when we were cleaning out her dead uncle's house. Uh huh. So I brought them to uh, work because we were having a tea party. Oh, great. Yeah, that's perfect for tea party. Yeah. And anyway, uh, King Edward's grandson, and you royalty nuts will know his, his name, but I'm not going to say it here. No, we wouldn't want to. He was like such, he was the worst. Yeah. You know, well, royalty like he, yeah. You know how like some royalties like they rise to the occasion. They're strong. You know, yeah, they're sure. they're beloved. Perhaps yeah. they make really great decisions. And then some are like <laughs> like yeah. that. Okay, well yeah. he was He's like baby. That. He was like this. He wasn't even a baby. He was like seventeen. No, he but was being like, a baby. Yeah, he's just like he's like Joffrey, ineffectual. Yeah, and um, he hated the sun. He oh yeah, hated it. Sure. Um, he's like. So bright, bright. Uh, bright, too bright. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I could see getting spoiled like that. As and then well, you know, and King Edward would be like, "Dude, it's like, hey, let's let's do some sword practice. Yeah, outside. Yeah. You know, we've got all this land. Yeah, all, seemingly infinite amount tracks, of acres, tracks, tracks, tracks of land. Yeah, huge tracks of land. All right, Jella. Um." And anyway, you know, once in a while he would convince his grandson to, to come out, you know. Right, and right. mosey around the moat. And the the lesser people, you know, the, the impoverished, the, sure. the peasants, they would see him and they would go, oh my God. <laughs> like, Dude, he's pale. This guy is pale as <laughs> shit. <laughs> And he was like, all, he was almost marble white. Like, you know like what I mean? Translucent. Almost translucent. Yeah. And he, he would have many different parasols, like sure. beautiful, huge, ornate parasols. And he would have- Carried like, by- Carried by very servants unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, servants and whatnot. And he would just like, as soon as like, he, if he opened his eyes and there was, it was too bright, he'd be like, <laughs> he would like cough and stuff. He was so the, weak. I can see this kid now. And so he's just- uh, lurking to this little space that that his father and his grandfather have for for fighting and practicing and stuff, and so they, um, you know, they go, hey, you know, come on, let's toughen up, let's, <laughs> let's get, come on, come on, let's liven up a little bit, yeah, you know, let's get let's get some blood flowing through your veins, <laughs> and. Uh, King Edward fought his grandson. You know, it was supposed to be just a sparring right. kind of contest, uh, but he wanted to toughen him up a little bit. Um, for he, his very first strike, which was was meant to hit uh, his grandson's sword, just cut his whole fucking head off. Oh wow! Yeah, he, so they were um, using you know. I, oh, they were real not they real, were real swords. swords. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, a real sword. sword. Uh. Yeah, well, he thought that he would at least lift it up to stop, yeah. you know, and he was barely trying. Right. And, um, you know, many of the the peasants and the butcher and the, you know, the blacksmith, they were all kind of watching from afar. And they were like, you know, this this boy was just beyond the pale. <laughs> like, he was too pale. He was so pale. He was so pale that he could not even survive. Yeah, right. You know, a, a non-threat. Essentially, what Absolutely. was a non-threat, and he was supposed to be the king someday. 
Oh yeah, he was yeah. you know in line to be to become a king, right? And uh, no reaction from the family yeah, they're members. Like, oh my god! Oh jeez! What, what a shame! Shit! Oh, I can't believe! Oh god! I accidentally cut your head off. Can't believe it! Um, so beyond the pale. That's how it. That's how it came to be. I love it, and you know, um, it sounds like that many people wouldn't have liked this kid, and like they would have thought that his behavior was unacceptable. So that's perfect. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm, and that's I'm not what, sad to see him go. And that's what you get when you when you don't act right mm-hmm. for a long time. Then eventually, that happens. You get your head cut off by your grandfather. Silver spoons, man. That's all I'm that's saying. That's right. That's right. All right, so Ryan's guest was very cool, and it was not... Well, it's cool to be rich. Uh, it is cool to be rich. I mean, <laughs> dude, could you imagine having an... Like, you're just surrounded by servants with parasols making, like, a parasol cave oh, yeah. around you. And you're that just walking around. Good. That's a good like, shade. And you're just like, you know, like, the the moat is so icky. <laughs> Such an clean that moat. It's like we can't clean the moat. It's just mud. What are you talking about? (laughs) We don't have soap. Um. Anyway, so what I thought I would do with this one is do a little etymology first, right? Mm -hmm. So pale as the noun, p a l e, is a word that's not used so much anymore. But what it means is a stake or sharpened piece of wood, Mm. or a wooden fence made of stakes driven into the ground. Mm. And this might make you think of the word impale. Oh, it does. Right. Now that you say I, it. I didn't make this connection until I started going like, okay, okay. Impale. Right. Yes. So there's a 14th century Anglo-Norman Middle French pal, P-A-L, mm-hmm. which means steak or a palisade, Ryan. How weird is that? Did not plan this. We, me, me and Ryan were driving back from our monster road trip and we were like, oh, we're in the Palisades. Right. And we were like, what? why is it called that? And Ryan looked up. Do you remember, remember what the Palisades are? It's an, Remember why they're called it's that? It's an area of New York, right? That And they called it that because it looks like a giant fence. Yeah. Essentially, right. Okay. Dude, when explorer Giovanni de Verrazzano, which the Verrazzano Bridge, right? Oh, yeah. You're okay. thinking, right? Yeah. Um, he thought that it resembled a fence of stakes, wow. which is That's what why it's called. The palace. Isn't that weird? Wow. Very cool. This is not planned people. It's all fateful kind of two water bottles kind of shit going on here. Okay. <laughs> water bottle shit. Um, and then there's the English pale, which is an area enclosed by a fence, any enclosed place or a district or territory with determined bounds or subject to a particular jurisdiction gotcha. okay yeah so that's like where the the word meaning kind of comes from it's now a way to mark your land totally yeah but like also or keep in livestock uh, totally but the thing is is that it's funny you kind of don't actually need the physical stakes there okay. you can also say that this is the pale and you don't technically need the fence you're like this is our area the pale can just be the perimeter yeah but it started with the fence mm-hmm. right so there's a couple historical pales that are noteworthy there's the Pale of Calais, probably saying that wrong, which is which Calais. Is a, Calais. Is it French? It's French, yeah. Which was an area of English jurisdiction um, and colonization from 1347 to 1558. Then there's the Pale of Dublin, mm-hmm. Ireland. Yeah. And same deal between the 12th and 16th century. Um, the areas included, it kind of was like changing. So it's not, some say it's the Pale of Ireland. It's known as the Pale of Dublin, but it included Dublin, Luth, Meath, and Kildare. Okay. And then there was also the Pale of Settlement, which was in Russia, which was the western border of the region in which Jews were allowed to live between 1791 and 1917. Now, some of those... Jewish folks were allowed to live uh, like beyond, beyond the, pale. the pale. Like you got like special privilege there. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. The first literal uh, kind of use of this term, which was was in John Harrington's lyric poem, The History of Polinder and Flastella, 1657, even though he died in 1612. Which is controversial. So it's a posthumous publication yes. or what? Yes. Okay, they found it amongst his yes. things. Yes. Right. 
Totes from beyond the grave. And what they say, the quote is this, both dove-like roved from beyond the pale to planted myrtle walk. And in this poem, there were these lovers that had this like nice little park lodge and they decided to go for a stroll outside of the boundary of this kind of safe zone. And in the end, they're attacked by five horsemen and are um, many a dire killing thrust. And it was a, you know, it it was a warning to... Uh, make sure you, you know, don't venture out into the unsavory zones. Right. Stay in your safe place. Yeah. Stay in your lane, people. That's probably good advice for people living in Philadelphia. God, where don't, are the, where are the safe zones I think, now? I think just whatever your the walls of your house are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I think I, I thought I had an anecdote there, but I don't. Anyway, so um let's get into the figurative use of it a little bit. So uh, pale as a sphere of activity or influence and knowledge. Shakespeare actually used this uh, in a winter's tale. Uh, 1610. He says, when daffodils begin to peer with height, the doxy over the dale, why then comes in the sweet of the year for the red blood reigns in the winter's pale, the winter's pale. Yes. Ah, so it's figurative. So, yeah. But then when we get the, um, one of the one I one I thought that was pretty good was uh be, be, when we use beyond the pale you might recognize this guy from the Pickwick Papers Charles Dickens eighteen thirty seven Mister Pot says to Mister Slurk which I love Mister Slurk he says I look upon you sir as a man who has placed himself beyond the pale of society by his most audacious disgraceful and abominable public conduct dude Dickens gave us so much juicy language didn't he he's great. Hey, He's what so a guy. cool. He's cool. I visited his house in London at one point. Was it small? No, he had a lot of money. Yeah, but were the hallways narrow? It was a nice house. Damn it! <laughs> I feel like I feel like everyone was narrow back then. I mean, he might have been narrow, but, himself, but he had a but wide hallway. His hallway was just fine, I think. All right, nicer than our hallways. All right, now, so look, you, we've got. Um, the official first figurative use of all this mm-hmm. was this thing called the third volume of a complete history of the lives and robberies of the most notorious highwaymen, footpads, shoplifts, and cheats of both sexes by Captain Alexander Smith, 1719. Jesus, I was going to say, this sounds like a 1700s bullshit. I know. It's funny that they have like the long song names they're like an email band just or something, they, it's just because these guys were rich aristocrats that had nothing but time so they're like i'm gonna make this title very long they're like thine quill doth dip and thou shalt write until the morning light um so thine quill doth dip <laughs> so what it said was these follies are prettily shadowed in the sports of right this guy's name Action, yeah. Who, while he suffered, dick. while he suffered his eye to rove at pleasures and beyond the pale of expedience, his hounds, even his own affection, seized him, tore him, and proved him sutter destruction. And you might say, "What the hell is that all about?" <laughs> well, I love that we're coming back to good old-fashioned Greek mythology. Um, so, accident. He was a hunter who he accidentally saw Artemis bathing accidentally, right? Um, He was changed by her into a stag and killed by his own hounds. Mm. How cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, It's got to hurt. You know it's got to hurt. So, listen, that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles on that. But, oh, wait, I say that wrong every time. I thought what I would do for just a little bit of fun facts here is... um, because I was like, what am I going to do with fun facts here? And I thought I would say, um, Ryan, pick a number between one and 10, because I've got 10 uh, real facts, fun facts about Vlad the Impaler, because I feel like oh, we're talking pale. about the pale. Oh, wow. Um, that's, the most popular. That's a right there. Yeah. Uh, so, so give me a number from one six. to 10, and I'll give you what the uh, popular it's fact six. is. All right, six. Here we go. Number six. He was named... He was named for his preferred form of torture, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know if you know this, but uh, Vlad did impale some people. Also take nine. Also take nine. Let's get one more. Good. Don't do 10 because that's like, did you know he was named after Dracula? Like they believe that's Dracula. It's like, yeah, duh. All right. Number nine. (laughs) 
got to be a good one. Uh-huh. Um, he remains a national hero of Romania. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, one of the considered one of the most important rulers in the Wallachian history. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now, the one that I was I thought was kind of interesting was um, something about his. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His father and brother were both killed. Um, he His. Let me see. His dad was killed in the marshes behind his house while his oldest son was uh, tortured, blinded, and buried oh, alive. That sucks. But like killed in the marshes. That's just a, you're going to get infected. Yeah. If, uh, like if you don't die oh, anyway. Man. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there's another synchronistic thing here. Tonight, it's the big three. What do you got? Well, I'm literally wearing a T-shirt from Brand Castle in Romania, Transylvania. I am looking at Ryan's shirt and I'm like seeing nothing. But yeah, dude, he's wearing his Bram Bram Castle shirt. Yeah. So I went to Transylvania a few years ago distinctly to visit the place where Vlad the, 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 the castle that inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula. And it's believed that Vlad the Impaler was, um, he didn't, he didn't live in this castle, but it was believed that he had been imprisoned there for a period of time. Mm. And that because I read about that Bram Stoker, who, who was Irish, he'd never visited this, saw it in a book. It inspired him to write Dracula. And then, you know, Vlad the Impaler obviously was a huge influence on him as well. Great but stuff. I also visited, um, Vlad the Impaler's birthplace, um, it's it's a it's a strange name because uh, it's a Romanian word, but it's like Sigismoda or something like that, and it's a few hours north of Brasov. So I've I've seen the house where the brother, father, and Vlad lived, dude, in Transylvania. Oh my god! <laughs> Let me tell you something. Please don't bury me alive, dude, Please. Can you imagine getting your? Is it? Do you want your eyes ripped out before you get buried alive or what? I don't even fucking know. I mean... I'm sorry. I'm cursing a lot tonight. My thing... No, no, you're not. I've said that word a few times. I should Really? I didn't... That's the only one I heard. It's bad. It's poor taste. Listen, it's poor, poor taste. taste. I know. I started the one episode a couple back and I started right with an F-bomb. I'm like, what am like, I doing like, here? Kids, I, you will not hear me Kids could be again. listening. That's, no, no cursing. No. This is, a clean, this is a clean show. Put it in the swear jar. Anyway, um, so I think... That now you know that Beyond the Pale is about, <laughs> about you know, stakes and stuff, and stuff like, that. like that. And, um, you know, when I first started looking into it, I, I felt like it was going to be something about sort of like beyond like the void or something like beyond mm-hmm. the, which I guess in a way is a boundary or, you know, mm-hmm. but like I didn't, I, I this is not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, and I really liked it. And great, great we got work. to talk about vampires. So and you it's, go. And it's a beautiful phrase. Beyond the Pale is a, it's just a... It is. It's, it's it just is. sounds lovely. It is a nice phrase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. All right, we're going we're gonna to pour another couple glasses of whiskey and... Uh, of blood. And then, then we'll be right back with some more idiom origins for you. Okay, bye. Okay. Welcome back to Don't Be an Idiom. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, listen, if you would like to support the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash don't be an idiom. Um, for five bucks a month, we'll send you some cool merch like a koozie and a t-shirt and some postcards. And um, thank you so much to everyone who's already contributed. Yes, 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 um, yes. Let's be honest. Let's get the stuff, right? That's what you want is the stuff. You want people- those koozies. You want those shirts. Want the swag? You want that swag? So, man, Raj to... wore a shirt to to band practice the other day, and I was like, "That is nice." Oh yeah, look good. Um, yeah, real quick, we've been trying to shout out some of our loyal Patreonos, and uh, fun, funnily enough, the guy in line was the guy I was talking about at the beginning of the show, Chris Cardillo, the man. 
Thank um, you for your support. Buddy, yeah, yeah, like you should not be paying us, but thank you for doing that. And thank you for everything you do. And, uh, you know, Jamie and Francis, you guys are so nice and wonderful. Sweetest, and sweetest family I ever family. did see. Yeah, very wonderful family. But um, And the big the big wedding's coming up soon, so... Oh, that you should know. be fun to talk about in a few weeks. Yeah. So we'll all have a big don't be an idiom wedding and it's going to be great. Man, all those nice words. It sounds like you almost want to butter them up a little bit. Hey, now butter them up. <laughs> That's my idiom. I've, I've heard this before. Butter them up. To butter someone up. What does that mean? To kind of like uh, you're um, like overly like you're, compl- you're like co- complimenting them and trying to mm-hmm. get in their good favor. Yeah. Right. Flatter or praise someone Flattery. as a means of gaining their help or support. Yes. Yes. All right. So this Flatter has a really neat background to it okay. that I found pretty surprising. So I'm wondering if you can guess where Lord. butter someone up comes from. All right. So we've got the flattery. Got the flattery. We've got the butter. Got the butter. I'm going to assume that butter existed at the time when this was created. I mean, but butter's been around butter's for been a around, long right? time. Yeah. I wonder who the first person that came up with the butter is. I mean, probably the first person who thought to milk a cow, right? Right. Well, that's, I mean, that thing. You milk a cow, you leave that it out. Thing. That's just waiting for, but churning. Where, where you come up with the churning? All right. Hold on. Okay. So. Anything about this? Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. All right. So I'm not good with dates. I'm not good with, you know, places. I'm not good with any of that stuff. Spelling. Who gives a shit? There was a king, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm doing a king thing too. That's fine. Right. So there was a king, King Gordo, I believe was his name. And, you know, when he was. When he was a young king, like a lot of the, like a lot of these guys, King like, Gordo, court King Gordo, he was like, you know, I feel like this. You always see this, right? You like, you get this young, handsome guy. He's fighting. He's oh knighting. He's looking good, right? Mm-hmm. Then you become king, and what happens? You get all fat. You get fat, right? Eat that butter. So, um, King Gordo had a big uh, bell. Yeah, he had a big bell, but he wouldn't have a coronation, right? That's that's Co- not coronations f- happen for kings. They do. Okay, so I he mean, a, but if he came into becoming a king, he was already king. Oh, okay. So well, not coronation already happened. So then. that it's not a coronation. He had a big event going on. I think they were doing some sort of like a summer solstice kind of a thing. You know, interesting. Okay, now, uh, it was a pagan king. It was a pagan king, right? And he was like, um, he's like, oh my <laughs> god, it's, he's like, it's it's bathing suit season. Like, I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna fit into all this. Uh-huh. And the, you know, the, the servants are all like, you're great. You're, th- you look wonderful. You're yeah. glowing. You're, you're glowing. slim, you know? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. So they had to get him into the royal bathing suit for the royal high dive, you know? Wow. And um, what year is this? I'm this not is sure. Like, I'm going to say somewhere between zero and uh, like <laughs> I feel like bathing suits didn't exist until the last, you know, 150 years or something like that. Oh, shit. Well, you know, they were very progressive pagan kings. kings. You know okay. I mean? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he had to get into his ceremonial bathing suit, right? Yeah. I love it. And um, it wasn't happening. You know, the the, the like he's, the servants are squeezing and they're pushing and they're pulling and he's like... He's like, I'm a fat mess. <laughs> like, and they're like, no, you're beautiful. Just the way you are. All we need is a little butter. butter. So, you know, they go, they make, they milk the cow, they churn the cream and they decide to slick down the king so that he could slip slide in slide into to- that coarse bathing suit. I love I that. imagine. And, um, you know, he, he got in, it looked funny. Um, but he did the, he got on the Royal high dive, did the Royal belly flop and he was buttered up for success. That's great. And that's where that's very good. That's a very good guess. <laughs> um, it's, it's wrong, but I, I thought it was, uh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was excellent. So have you ever heard of something called ghee? G H E E? Yeah. What's the deal? Ghee butter. I've heard of that. Exactly. Yeah. So ghee butter is, it's South Asian. 
Um, it's either comes from cows or water buffalo, and it's really common in India in particular. Okay, okay so that's water what, buffalo can be milked. Apparently, yeah. Ew. Yeah. It's a type. Okay. It's a type of clarified butter. Okay. It's got, it needs to be bovine milk. Well, yeah, you want bovine. So uh, the reason I was excited about this one is because the origin is in is from India. And I feel like we've never really talked about India. We don't on, do a whole lot of India. Well, it's just because it, I think it would be, uh, it would be, um, surprising for an English idiom to come from India. You right, know? they have their own. We did have that one that was possibly from Japan. What was that? Do you remember that one? Mm, um, let me think here. Let me see. Uh, yeah, oh god, it possibly. I mean, that's vague. Oh god, <laughs> do you remember what it was about? Yours was limelight, and then mine was. Oh, it was that episode? Yeah. Fuck. <sighs> you know. Well, I'm looking at Marcus over here. What's the intern saying? He's waving his hands like he doesn't, he doesn't know. know. I don't Jesus know. Sorry, Christ. bud. I don't know. Anyway, the point being we that not intern. many English idioms have um, derived from you know Asian culture. So this is one, and I thought it was really cool. So. Um, but I'm going to talk about ghee a little bit. Yeah, and, I'd like to know more about ghee. Uh, and um, first of all, it's central to Hindu mysticism. Okay, so it's a really important uh, part of um, Hindu culture for funerals, for marriages. The butter? Um, yeah, the butter. And this is what I'm talking about. You like that stuff? Sacred butter. I love this. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like they would pour it onto ritual fires. Um, it was part of Vedic practice and symbolized the act of creation and and vedic uh is is refers to a time period in india that was that goes all the way back to 1600 bc mm. so the practice of using ghee butter in rituals goes back that far do they also eat it though they also eat it it's oh, also in okay. the cuisine and stuff wonderful um but the the butter itself is just a has been immortalized in Indian mythology. Hmm. Um, actually, it was said to have been summoned from nothingness by the su supreme creator, um, Prajapati, who's, wow. who's considered like the, the creator of everything. Butter from nothingness. Yeah, like just bringing butter up from the void. He's like, but nowadays you got to get it from those bovines. <laughs> but if you want this the is, good these stuff. Are, these are different times. Visit a bovine. Okay, very cool. And the, the um, that story comes from a thirty five hundred year old book of Sanskrit hymns. That's long. That's long ago, right? So this is just embedded in you know the culture um, of Hinduism and, and India in general. So hymns. So they're singing about the butter. Yeah, there's a there's some verses about the butter. Um, do you want to hear what the hymn is? Uh yes. In English, it's this. This is the secret name of butter, tongue of the gods, navel of immortality. We will proclaim the name of butter. We will sustain it in this sacrifice by bowing low. These waves of butter flow like gazelles before the hunter. Streams of butter caress the burning wood. Agni, the fire, loves them and is satisfied. Dude, these people love butter. Yeah, man. It's, it's really important. And it's also used metaphorically in a lot of their, um, like a lot of their like religious tales and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, ghee, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, is this is there a is is it mostly just butter, or is there a lot of food stuff that they're like, wow, there's all this like Listen, you know, man, bacon's great, I know, will, or uh, green green beans, you know, <laughs> green like, beans maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, is it just mostly a butter thing? I'll tell you what, because butter is it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. My research was focused on butter. Sure, sure, because sure. my idiom just, is to butter someone up. Sure, and um. You know, just like, I, I, hey, if anyone out there, if we have any Indian listeners or Indian American listeners or anyone who practices Hinduism and I say something wrong, let me know. Of Send course. Me an email. It's just so much to know. But obviously, yeah, yes. there's so many important foods that are a part of, you know, Hindu right. cultural practices. Because just only because, you know, me and Ryan, we grew up, I guess, Roman Catholic, I guess, right? Uh -huh. Probably. And. I guess the only like I don't I don't remember there being any big celebration of food, right? Like any any certain food, um, for us, right? Like 
Well, Catholicism's boring as shit. Well, yeah, it's super boring. I guess like the only thing I can think of is like oil or some shit, like some some Dude, kinds of oils. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only like, what's the only frigging special food in Catholicism? It's dry, like tasteless Eucharist well, that right. makes your mouth feel like cardboard. Right, right. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Like there's no, and then everything else is just like. Oh, we're eating lamb today, even though lamb yeah, who is, eats lamb? I, my mom loves lamb. What? Oh, lamb chops, I guess. <laughs> I, my, I don't think my family ever, like, lamb is a, is a funny, it's a funny meat to eat, I feel like. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad meat to eat. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's pretty sad. I mean, it, I feel like it would be too soft. I feel like it's mm. a soft meat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, go, go on. I just, listen. But like it's a, it's a good thing to celebrate butter. I get it. Butter is great. In fact, if anything, we should be paying more attention to like you want some toast without butter. That sucks. Uh huh. Yeah. I I think then then you can really appreciate what I'm talking about here. I can. So ghee is most important in the celebrations of Krishna and Shiva. Krishna is the most widely revered and most popular of all Indian divinities. Okay. Uh, are we sure about that? Yeah. What yeah. about Ganesh? Oh, Ganesh is great too. I said one. Oh, you said the, I thought you said the most. One of the most. I like Ganesh because of the Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm, I'm just, not talking about I, Ganesh. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I've heard of Shiva. Great. Well, I'm talking about Krishna right now. Oh, Krishna. So. <laughs> Hari Krishna. Is that different? Hari Krishna is a, is a mantra. Oh, sure. Okay. So, what the fuck am I talking about? I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to not talk for a while. No, you can talk. It's just I'm I I keep this is a lot to remember and I'm, uh, I'm go, having go trouble ahead. remembering it. Wait, what does Shiva look like? Is that a cat one? Well, I haven't gotten to Shiva yet, but, <laughs> so she, but Shiva's she uh, Shiva's depicted as, as being white from the ashes of corpses, Whoa, smeared all over cool. his body. He has a blue neck because he he's been holding poison in his throat. Sure, um, he wears a crescent moon and the Ganges River as decorations in his hair, and he has a garland of skulls and Damn. a serpent around his neck. Damn, do you know what? Like Indian- he has three eyes, also. Cool. And sometimes he either has two or four hands. Okay, that's not who I was thinking of. I was thinking of like that that cat one, but I think it's because I'm thinking of that Sheba cat food. But but don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Indian uh, gods and deities uh, are very cool. I know they're fantastic. We don't have anything. They're cool. beautiful. Uh, and anyway, what I was gonna say about Krishna um, was that there is a. Um, a lot of statues of Krishna depict him as holding a butter ball, a ball of butter. That is really and funny. And so, yeah, next time you're at the museum or you're whatever, like, you know, bopping around online and you and you see a Krishna statue, if you see a big circular orb, that's not a it's stone. Butter. It's butter. Because there's a tale of him as a child being a butter thief. Um, he and his friends would go around the neighborhood and they would steal people's butter just as pranks. Um, and this this was like one of the immortalized stories of him. So he was a kid and a god, or was it, did he become a god? Yeah, he, well, he was a kid and he grew to be. You know, he grew Sweet. up to be god. So he would steal butter. He, Fun. He, he was really the avatar of Vishnu, one of the eight avatars of Vishnu. I think. Wow, Vishnu's got eight avatars, huh? Yeah, he might. Yeah. Well, no, he, I mean, I mean, Krishna was just the eighth incarnation of the Hindu oh, god Vishnu. Oh, okay. And he, so there's probably many more. Damn. Okay. So he's a kid. He steals butter. He loves it. He loves butter. Um, and then there's Shiva, who I already explained right. or described. And anyway, ghee, this butter, is really popular on the appearance days of Krishna and and uh, Shiva. And what, what Indians would do uh, was lather statues of these two gods huh. with butter. And it was a way of of worshiping worshiping them and also showing their devotion and um you know it was a way of praying to them as well. This is fun. And so to butter them up is to praise them. Sure. Right. So to lit- you're literally sla- like slathering them in butter 
and it's a good thing you're you're praising them like through this sure through this ritual, yeah absolutely right? I mean, that's I feel can you imagine a bunch of people putting butter all over you that sounds great yeah and there and it's just like the many ways that ghee is used in the culture is so cool there's also something called bang which is a, a is a cannabis that is used in Hindu oh, culture okay. and ghee is also used in it uh, like he, like uh, heated with it so sometimes some of this bang cannabis is oh. combined with um ghee well you could make uh, like uh, edibles yeah sure sure so every time you you make like you know pot brownies with butter yeah, you're basically no I'm just kidding you know what would be funny man I would I've thought about trying that and I'm just like what what this is this is crazy i don't have time for this uh also in buddhist scripture stages of dairy production are used as metaphors for stages of enlightenment and the highest stage okay. product is theorized to be ghee what is the deal with the butter why do they love butter so much i know i get i guess just i don't know it's it, but but the the concept has been around since over i love it 30, i i mean 3500 years butter ago. is great <laughs> like I mean, they do also use it for toast, right? Like mm. and cooking and, and yes. shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also sacred. Yeah. Okay, great. Butter is fantastic. I'm, I want I want butter right now. I mean, listen, wine is we use that in cooking. We drink oh, it, sure. but it's also used as a, a sacred drink in um, Catholicism. Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> so you um, you seem very. I don't want to say perturbed by the amount of appreciation that butter gets. No, not perturbed. I, it, it makes you wonder how you land. There's so many good foods, mm -hmm. you know, out there. And, yeah. and, and I, and butter does seem kind of magical. Like, but I guess if you think about the, like, you know, the, the metaphor of milk and it's nurturing qualities sure. and no, 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 I know. I, I like, I know you don't know, but what I'm saying is, is that, it's funny how, you know, if you, if you just like, if you were an eccentric, you know, back in, you know, like 2000 years ago, you could be like, let's, let's worship, worship pizza, you know, like it's pizza time. I'm down to worship can, pizza. Like, which we do essentially now. We actually do. I'm yeah. Saying, you're right. But what I'm saying is, is that like, you just gotta get, you gotta be the first one. And that, I just wonder who's, who's this person that's like, be like, it's butter time, baby. And like, and then it just goes. Yeah, although there are times when I'm like, this butter is so good. If you have like really good butter. Butter's fantastic. In Tibetan Buddhist traditions, there are also sculptures with, that use yak butter. Of, you can milk a yak, huh? Yeah, and they're colored with pigments from flowers and stuff. And, you know, obviously they eventually, you know, uh, they don't last very long. They're either fed to animals or they're burned. And this is just a symbol of life in general, right? Sure. Uh, so butter is like, yeah, it's a really essential part of um, Buddhist and, and Hindu cultures. So, you know, Britain uh, uh, colonized India in the 1700s, right? Mm. Um, as they, they do with many other countries. Um, because, sure. Because, you know... Because that's what they do. Because that's what they did. And, uh, you know, they were assholes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can imagine, like, by the 1800s, these cultural practices would have been observed by the British colonizers. And, you know, to butter up something idiomatically entered the language. Sure. And uh, there's de definitely proof of the mid-1800s of it being used figuratively. Mm. Um, but the, the earliest that I could find was, uh, 1858, but, oh. but even in that it said that there were, it, there were earlier uses of it figuratively. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, there's a bunch of other dairy idioms, you know, Ooh. um, like to know. milk something for all it's worth. Yes. Right. Which has been around since the 1500s. It was part of British theater where like actors would be do more and more for laughs and applause, um, sometimes more than what was warranted. British again. Okay. And um, I also, I didn't write this down, but I also remember seeing another. He's remembering. I'm rem this I'm mind, using my it, memory. Which is Tom Waits' now. memory. Tom Waits. The big. The minor chords. The big cheese. Oh, the big cheese. 
Yeah. You know, I actually looked this up once. Did you? There's there's a uh, But I can't remember what I came up with. There's an Indian word like chiz, C H I Z <laughs> and which meant the leader or something. Mm-hmm. And um British Head colonizers honcho. kind of, you know, misinterpreted it and, you know, bastardized it and it turned into cheese, the big cheese. The big cheese. So yeah, that's another dairy idiom that okay. the English language. Oh, I like that. Very cool. All right. So that's really all she wrote on that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I think I had a question, actually. <laughs> yeah, what's your question? Um, Well, maybe it's... More, okay. Maybe it's more of a criticism. This is kind of a... Yeah, it's a... It's a so, <laughs> so what's the deal with humans? We're, like, we're the... <laughs> this is so a big we're question. The, we're the only animal that uses the milk of other animals. Uh huh. Right, which is weird. But like, do we make human butter? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, I definitely read once that there are like women who, with their breast milk, make like cheese and butter out of their breast uh-huh. milk. But I don't think that's you should do that. It seems a bit no tab- offense taboo. No uh, offense. You know, that just seems like a little weird. Yeah, like, like I just feed your baby, whatever. But like, I don't. You shouldn't be making. That's what I'm saying. Cheese. Like, I guess I'm just thinking of all this milk and all this butter. Is that sexist to say that? No, don't no. Don't make no. cheese out of your breast milk. No, no. You should. You should make cheese. You should do whatever <laughs> you want. Is what what we're saying. Is what. I, well, here's the thing. You know, as humans, like you go to the supermarket mm-hmm. and they're like. Here's all this human food to eat. And but really what it is is it's here's cow milk and cow butter and mm-hmm. yak butter and all this stuff. Mm. But it's like but we're humans. We're supposed to eat the hu- like 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 you know there's milk comes Dude, out of humans. Yes, I know. So it's why gross. are we not drinking human milk and and using human butter? Um, I mean, I don't want to factory farm. I'm not trying to say we should do that, but what you don't weird want to factory farm human milk. Women. Yeah, no, I don't. But it's like, it's like we use all this stuff all the time, but it's actually not meant for us. It's meant for baby cows and yeah. yaks and stuff like that. So what's the deal? Right. I think. Well, I think that's what, what vegans are saying. Why are you eating? Sure. Why are we drinking the milk of another animal? It's it's kind of weird when you think. It's of totally it. weird. I mean, and yet. And what about all the poor almonds out there? We're drinking their milk. Oh, the poor almonds. <laughs> almonds. But it's like, in a way, it's weirder than just hacking up the animals and eating their flesh. Like you're milking them <laughs> and making all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's food for thought. Oh, it totally is. What a perfect way to end that. Are you? Um, can we move on from this, or did you? Is have there somewhere else? to move on to? The end. Oh, I think okay. to end yeah, the sure. episode is maybe the, where we move to. Yeah, sure. I'm here. I, I mean, but yeah. If do you, is there something else you want to say about? No, I just wonder if I just you know if we had gone a different way. Yeah. If we'd be drinking like human boob milk instead. <laughs> I mean, we do when we're born. Right, and we're all so happy. <laughs> but now it's full of microplastics, apparently. Yeah, I think 75% of breast milk is has nanoplastics in it already. Well, here's to the 25. <laughs> that, that doesn't, I guess. Here's to the 25% of breast milk that doesn't have nanoplastics in it. Here, here. No one could get upset with that. And uh, we appreciate you listening for this long. Yes, we um, do. You know, uh, listen, if you'd like to hit us up, emails at don'tbeanidium.gmail.com. Visit us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to pick up some merch, don'tbeanidium.bandcamp.com. And uh, we'll be back with another idiom episode in two weeks. And until next time. Don't, Don't be in Baby, butter me up. Butter me up, baby, butter me up. I 
can't see you looking, looking to go out. But I'm not feeling pretty. Do you know what I'm talking about? I want to look cute for you. Want to look cute for your friends. So get out your butter knife and help me spread it thin. Butter me up, baby. Butter me up. Butter me up, baby. Butter me up. Goddamn, I'm gonna kill myself if I don't fit in these pants. Maybe if I suck it in, then I've got half a chance. Butter me up, baby, butter me up. Butter me up, baby, butter me up.